When it comes to education, there's been a lot of talk this year about the benefits of single-sex learning versus co-ed. A recent report out of Victoria has shown that last year mixed high schools had slightly better results. That's despite all girls' schools continuing to dominate rankings. So which approach is better for your child and what do parents need to consider before making that big call? Well, we welcome author, educator and podcaster Maggie Dent to the studio. Morning, Maggie. Lovely to see you. Okay, break down the research for parents. What is better for academic performance? And we're talking just academic. Yeah. Okay, so the three things that really impact academic performance isn't just whether it's co-ed or whether it's same-sex. So the three things are, do we have a positive involvement with parents? The second one is, is the curriculum engaging and exactly relevant and, you know, like not where kids disengage. And the third one is, do we have high quality teachers who are valued and respected and paid well? So that's actually the three things that improve educational outcome. But for a parent, and you're making that decision, go, which one of these Mm. places do I send my kids to? Which is best for them? Mm. And that's another thing, because some kids are best suited to certain environments. Mm. And if you've got a school near you that's better suited to your highly academic child and you can afford it, I'm going to say it wouldn't matter whether it's co-ed or it's same-sex. And then if they're not academically, are they, have they got the services for kids who struggle a bit or the ones who sing like angels or the ones who are into mm. sport? So you see, it's about making a decision that probably best suits your child rather than one or the other. Mm. I was a co-ed mm. teacher. Yeah, I heard a, a, an, an expert, I suppose, on radio the other day talking about saying life is co-ed. Yeah. So what about social readiness? How important is that? At oh, that look, age? I think in today's world, it is one of the things that concerns me a lot that we've, you know, the unsavoury and underbelly side of the digital world is, is actually pushing our boys in a different direction that is more... Um, yeah, less friendly towards females, let's just put it that way. So I believe that when you've got, you know, in a same-sex school, they can run programs that actually improve that. And also most of them have a sister or brother school that they can do that Mm. with when it's done well. Mm. But I actually really loved having my co-ed classrooms discuss really big issues, especially in year 11 and 12, to hear that there are different ways that you can see things and it can be respected and valued. Mm. Um, And it only happens in that space, I think. But the other one, the culture of the school is enormous in terms of how your kids will transition and how they will like what's going on in a school. And that comes from the top. So it's, yeah, it's, there's no perfect decision, mm. but I think the, um, the shift that's happening in some of the places, and I've worked around some of those schools, mm. um, it's been a very positive move, but do we need to do it for all schools? I'm not sure if they're doing good and, you know, kids are graduating with a, you know, good results and feeling happy about themselves. I think mm. we can have both. Yeah. Okay. Moving on, Saturday uh, sports kicked off the year. A lot of parents, look, they're enthusiastic. They can get carried away and it can sometimes overstep the the mark. How can mums and dads just keep themselves in check? (laughs) (laughs) Look, it's a really biggie because... I mean, I was an enthusiastic parent, um, and, but I was usually coaching <laughs> or umpiring. So um, I think Mark, there's two things that bother me, and that is that our kids get easily embarrassed by our parents' behaviour that's inappropriate. When we over-focus winning instead of enjoying a sport, yeah, your kids will eventually... We've got big numbers of kids moving away from sport mm. because of mm. too much pressure on that. And the second thing, oh, why can't we just behave no. a bit? Like... 
Seriously? Been calling out really awful Greg. stuff to opposition teams? What are we modelling for our kids? Yeah. Are people still doing that, Maggie? Yes. Mm. They are. I just can't. No. Yes. Fair enough, if you keep it positive, yay. Yep. But people are actually still doing yep. negative yep. And stuff. also, it's one shopping. of the really disturbing things, we often have young umpires who are often mm. teenagers umpiring out. They get attacked for making yeah, poor choices. Scenes. So I love one of the moves I've read just recently that junior umpires will have a yellow, I'm not sure which sport it is, but have a green thing that says, this is a junior umpire. So mm. behave yourself especially. Okay. Um, now, next, gentle parenting has been in the spotlight recently after a mum went viral for her lack of boundaries. Now, the caption reads, when your toddler is in the drawing on everything stage and you don't want to say no because it's good for their development but you're crying inside that's a quote maggie why is it so important to set limits and then consequences are we having this conversation we are oh yes. my goodness okay so children with no no will struggle right through life absolutely have to have boundaries and yes your child's going to be upset and that means you're doing a really good job as a parent I think what it is is that we've talked about attachment parenting with the importance of having a loving relationship the perception is if I do something that upsets them they will stop feeling attached to me and that's rubbish in actual fact boundaries help kids feel safer with you mm. and they need us to do that around all sorts of things so please no is really important. It's how we do it. We don't have to shout at them that it's a no. There is absolutely no biscuits before dinner. I know you're not enjoying that. Yeah, you can be angry, but still no. I think this is kind of like one of the shifts about, and sometimes online you'll see that there are people who just don't want to make their kids unhappy. <laughs> I'm yeah. going to say sometimes that's how we learn that we don't always get what we want. Look, I'm the past the parcel person who says, who changed the rules? Right. Yeah, yeah. Right? right? Mm. Who did that? And thank goodness Bluey's already done an episode on it because I talked to Joe Brum about it. They're meant to have moments of big feelings because they didn't win. They didn't get what they wanted, yeah. even if it is in the supermarket. That's mm. good parenting. Good parenting, OK. Um, Maggie, thank you so much. For more of Maggie's great <laughs> advice, uh, you can check out her podcast and it's called The Good Enough Dad and it's on Listener. We want Larry next to talk to us about how we, we go and give away a daughter as a dad. That, we haven't had that topic yet. Am I allowed to cry on your podcast? It, a lot of dads have cried. Right. Yeah, so crying's great. Anytime. I love I'd love cry. to come on that with you. All right, lovely to see you, Maggie. Thank you. <laughs>